0: let's Let's talk talk about sex baby let's talk talk about you and me let's talk talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be let's talk about sex
1: oh yeah (laughs) welcome to date differently a podcast for the right girls dating the wrong guys
2: where we talk about breaking all the goddamn rules Hello guys, and uh, welcome to another very vocal, very singy uh, episode of Hashtag Date Differently. So today you've just got me, no Maddie and no uh, Tiffany, but I am bringing you back to some incredible people today. So you guys have met David and um, AJ,
0: Hello, hey. Ahmed, uh,
2: from the Authentic Dating Series. Guys, how are you?
0: I'm very good, thanks. I'm good, I'm good. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy
2: New Year Year to everyone listening. Um, Sorry if this is going out in the middle of the year, but hey, (laughs) (laughs) there's a new year coming at some point. And uh, I want to also, I want to introduce you all to an incredible new voice, someone who has got the sexiest accent I have ever, ever heard. I'd like to introduce you to Orsa. Hello, Orsa. Hello. Orsa is the founder, CEO, and all things awesome of Taylor Matched. Yes, that's tell, right. us, uh, tell us a little bit about Taylor Matched, Orsa, before we like, dig into this episode.
1: Right. Yeah. So I run Taylor match. We're an offline dating consultancy um, here in London. So we match people on overall compatibility and sexual preferences because mm-hmm. it's time we talk about it. Um, and so we do at Taylor Matched. Um,
2: and what, what, what is that accent? Where are you from?
1: I'm from Sweden. Sweden? Yes. That's a very
2: nice accent. Thank you. Um, so, you're probably all wondering why we started off singing about sex. And I genuinely think this is such an important topic, something we don't talk about very much, something we don't necessarily discuss. And a couple of months ago, I put a quick... Uh, call out to Instagram, I said, guys, should we be talking about sex? Because we talk about everything from dating to relationships, but we, we've we never really ventured into this space. So today, we're going to talk about sex, baby, and we're going to have a really unique viewpoint because David and AJ have got a, an incredible market of guys. They spend a lot of time talking to guys about dating and their dating life and their relationships. And also you've got a pretty big market of women, is that right?
1: I do, yeah. So I work with men and women, but I mm. work with women a lot when it comes to bringing out there, owning their sensual self and yeah. their sexual desires.
2: Yeah, good. Yeah. So today we're gonna we're gonna lift the lid on the taboo of sex. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and also maybe get a singing career out of this. Who actually knows? So, question to the whole table, everyone sitting here: Is sex important? No. They <laughs> <laughs> just give him a minute. He's chewing a biscuit. Yeah,
3: Dave's chewing. I, I so I'll chime in while Dave's chewing uh i something that dave and i've been talking about a lot recently is actually when it comes to dating how sex is actually the beginning we often think about sex as the last thing that's going to happen inevitably but actually sex is why we date in the first place it's like sex
2: is why we date in the first place
3: yeah sex is why we date in the first place it's like an echo (laughs) (laughs) and the reason i my
0: my reason i agree with that is because ultimately we want to A lot of what we're trying to do is reproduce. Yeah. That's our biggest urge in our lives, But what about,
2: so just to push back on that, what about people that don't want kids?
0: They still have an urge to reproduce. That's why they want to have sex. (laughs) But
2: then sex becomes about pleasure, not about reproduction.
0: It does, but your primal urge is to reproduce. Okay. Right? That's my
3: opinion. Yeah, no, I, saw, I was wondering why he came up with the kids thing there. I was like, Wait, whoa, 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 whoa.
2: <laughs> <laughs> why no, like, well, not? How do you make kids do reproduction, do sex? No. What? <laughs> what? I don't know. Technology is changing. What? My little oh. brother told me
0: they came from stalks recently. Mm. He's 13. I was very concerned by that. <laughs>
3: did you tell him?
2: Did you have sat, the
0: chat? I did. Yeah. yeah. Did you? And then he was like to me, so have you had sex? And I was like, yes.
3: <laughs> and he was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> And then he said, how many times? Yeah. They've got, they've got his Fitbit out. Oh. And there's some division. <laughs> yeah. so, so it is
2: important is what it,
1: we're
3: saying. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's integral.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and following up on that, this is why I match people on sexual preferences Mm. as well as overall compatibility um, when it comes to dating because equally they are important and it's time that, you know, we talk about it from the outset so it doesn't become this big thing that you introduce later on Mm. uh, because also you may find that what you want to explore or what you're into, what turns you on and your desires are very different and that becomes a thing Mm. on its own.
2: We get get a lot of um, women that have said to us that during that whole dating process, so you've met someone, you're in those early stages of dating, that they're actually they're afraid to bring up the topic around sex. Mm. They don't know how to bring up the topic. They don't know how to have the conversation. Have you kind of experienced something similar with your business? Um, especially when you're talking to people about their sexual preferences. Do you find that they hold back, that they're worried, that they don't want to bring that information to the table early on?
1: Yeah, definitely. It's a question that I get very often on how to introduce it and when to introduce it. And going back to my own journey, mm-hmm. um, I felt that if I was essential uh, and, you know, love sex because I do, but I didn't tell men because I was mm-hmm. afraid of what they were going to think of me. And I thought that I could never get a committed relationship from it, which, you know, become a belief that's not very useful when it's mm-hmm. dating and you want to meet someone. So yeah, so I have felt it, um, you know, some of my clients do, and it's a lot of the work that I do to uh, re-educate people, men and women mm-hmm. um, around it
2: what about
0: you guys introducing it, i think from a personal point of view um it's something that i feel like i'm a sexual being and it's part of my my who i am yeah. so i think talking about sex to me is very normal like i wouldn't necessarily it's funny i come from a household where we don't really talk about sex but with friends and in the world i think it's just something normal to talk about so if i'm on a date then it's something i will talk about but i think there's a way to introduce it there's a i always look at sex as this kind of it's a beautiful thing that two people choose to do together right in, in a consensual manner, of course, and it's also not so serious as we put it. It can be playful. So if sex is playful, how would you talk about sex if it's playful? You'd make jokes, innuendos, things like that. And there's always these things around. It's whether you choose to ignore them or 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 just or, or, or step into it and talk about them.
2: What about culture? Does culture play a big part in that? Massive,
0: massive. Culture is huge, isn't it? Like I spent some time in India traveling, and over there, for instance, sex is huh. is like ultra taboo right i remember going to some temples in central india where there's the kama sutra is basically carved onto these like kind of like mm. 20 temples there and there was grown adults like indian adults who are probably 30 to 60 years old walking around sniggering like five-year-old children looking at these oh
2: because it, it's not talked about yeah and they felt uncomfortable not. looking right, at the, at right, right.
0: the, the carvings you yeah. know and it was like oh wow i mean there
2: is a lot though, in the kama sutra <laughs> i mean it's overwhelming uh, if i showed you some plus? of the pictures
0: on there there's like <laughs> foursomes threesomes animal acts and all sorts on this a- animal. <laughs> on, animal on acts on, on the on the temple
2: <laughs>
0: which, which animals
2: you sure know. you were reading but the was- Kama Sutra Cats. mate yeah. like animal be- farm animal farm
0: bestiality special oh,
2: <laughs> um, but look this is I think you raise a really good point and we don't talk about sex, we, we we hide it. There's that old sort of British saying that you know it's it's prudish. When you talk around sex. You kind of it's it's taboo. You just don't speak about it. But do you think that's changed? Do you think society started to talk about it more and having that conversation, particularly around dating?
1: Yes, I think at it, that is changing. Uh, I think one, you know, good thing from mainstream media is the fact that you start to see more series about it. You know, Fifty Shades of Grey. You know, mm-hmm. either though it's debatable how that book was written, you know, who cares? I think it was really important the fact that it was became a, a thing, a more of a norm um, that allow a conversation and a discussion and a platform for people to allow to have the conversation, as you mentioned. Um, earlier is for people to talk about it and make it a part of the conversation and if you can bring it in to say oh did you hear about this book or have you read the or you know have you seen this movie or what did you think about it? I mean even BBC are coming out with um, series around um, open marriages and things like that and it just mm-hmm. provides different platform for people to go what did you think without even having to say I am into it or not, mm. because you can kind of gauge where the other person's mm. reaction is. So mm. I think um, it's slowly but surely
2: um, changing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Do you find guys over there, like with your male clients, that sex becomes a... Is that, Where does that come in the conversation when you're working with your clients? Does it come up early, as in we're doing this because we want to get laid, mm. or we're doing this because we want to have more sex, or does that kind of get shied away and they come to you from a point of view as I want to know more about dating?
3: Oh, is that for us? That yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Or anyone. Maybe. Yeah, I think um, for... For our, for the guys who come to us, I mean, by and large, it's, they do want confidence with women and mm. and to improve their dating as a whole, um, and that's why going back to what I said earlier about sex is like the the like almost like the first thing that should be should be um, spoken about because it's it's a core of of, of us as, as sexual beings yeah. yeah. where we are inherently sexual beings, and so even though men often deflect like we were talking we had it in, a, in a preamble conversation we were talking about like men often go for the thinking they need a better job better and money and status yeah when in fact it's like comes back down to their own humanness and being able to just be okay with how they think and feel and bringing yeah. up how, how all of that comes out yeah so it does answer your question
2: Yeah, sort of. Like I think it's less about answering questions, more about actually for us having a conversation as well, and and kind of providing a platform to to even even as us on this podcast be really comfortable with talking about sex for what it is—the good and the bad, the the right and the wrong—and so sort of with my market with the with the social collective. The thing that kind of often comes up, a question I often get, and I don't always know how to answer it in honesty, is that when is it okay to start to have sex with a guy? Like we're in that dating space, right? Mm. And look, I'm, I'm a coach. I've been working in dating in years, but it's a really hard question to answer. Right. So mm-hmm. when is it okay to have sex with a guy that I like? And I've seen other dating gurus. And I, again, preamble conversation from earlier on where, where people have said, Oh, you know, it's a, it's a five day wait. It's a three month wait. Don't do anything in the first one month. Some of the best books out there. Um, Steve Harvey, you know, advocates for. Don't keep the cookie in the jar. I think that's the way he says Mm. it, right? Keep the cookie in the jar. Don't start having sex with a guy because it'll help you to move the relationship from casual to committed. Mm. But I don't know where I stand on it and I don't know if that's right. But have you found with your, the guys that come to you guys with your podcast or with yourself or so that there's a number or a feeling or a time? When is the right time to introduce sex in the dating space? And understanding that dating and your dating life and your love life might be two very different things.
0: I think, it's, um, I think it's a really personal thing. I think the problem I see with a lot of
2: <clears throat>
0: kind of coaching methodologies that people are being told is like, it's very hard and fast rules. And it's like, when well, you're dealing with human beings. We're not all the same. We're not like cookie cut. We, we are different beings and di- people are different. And I'd say that I, I don't believe in this kind of rhetoric that men just want sex. Like from the guys that we've spoken to, what we're getting is that nearly every man wants a committed re- relationship. And they want to find a woman they're compatible with, that they, that's right for them. But until they do, they want to enjoy themselves and have fun and have casual sex and have lots of sex.
2: Yeah, I, I've got, there are a lot of women that will push back and say, that's not true. But I, I don't I don't know if it's true or not. but a lot of people will say, no, I've met a lot of guys that once we've had sex, once we've got to that point, mm. they just ghost, they drop off, they, yeah. they move away. Yeah. And that a lot of these women are starting to suffer from a form of dating fatigue, yeah. um, or it's ex- not suffer, that's the wrong way of saying it, but experience yeah. a form of dating fatigue because of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's really interesting for me to hear you say that a lot of the guys that you've been talking to are saying, well, I want a committed relationship. I, mm. I do want that. Mm. Maybe the question is when
0: you want it I think that's exactly the thing right it's the when and I think there's what we're also seeing on the, for men is that there's a concern around being pushed into commitment very quickly mm. and I think this is the you know this cool. is probably another topic where women where women want commitment at a certain stage and men want the stage at which men want commitment and that's just slightly different
3: well I would as in kind of contrast to that it's not so much that they're being pushed into commitment quickly it's that there's a choice being stuck with something the commitment necessarily, interestingly, it's not just about the commitment, mm. but it's like being stuck in a bad, I made a bad choice yeah. and now mm. I'm in a bad commitment. <laughs> it's like, how oh, can not get out of this I bad bought commitment? A bad car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And there's a concern there. Uh, and I think that's actually something that perhaps creates, kind of goes to what you, you just said there, Ross, about mm. men ghosting. It's mm. almost like, oh no, we've had this intimate moment. Now I need to fucking fuck off. Otherwise, like- Or ew, I'm going like to be
0: trapped into a, a commitment I don't want. Or I'm going, to be, I'm going to be forced into some commitment that I'm not sure about yet. Yeah. So I'm and not I don't sure. Know how to talk about it. Yeah, I'm not sure. So I'm going to just run away.
3: Yeah,
0: I'm not willing to say. Like I think a lot of the ghosting. I know we've kind of gone off track here, but I think a lot of the ghosting. I don't think we have a lot of the track, track. Well, ghosting. What happens right. is, is that someone really wants to communicate something, and they're scared to communicate that, and they don't know if it, the communication is going to be received or ex- accepted. Yeah. So instead of saying, "Hey, look, I enjoyed last night. It was cool. I had a good time." But I feel like you want something more committed than me right now. Like, mm. it's not something I want right now, but I could happily spend time together, enjoy enjoy our time together. Mm. they just rather just ghost. I
3: think there should be a, a, a saying, you know, like the whole innocent until proven guilty. There should be some sort of like, I'm free until proven committed. <laughs> 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 until, until there is something. Are you <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm
3: free until proven committed. Yeah. And-
1: I'm trying to remember a quote but it, like it's basically what he's saying is that you know eventually in life you'll find that the most important thing is that you learn to trust yourself. Mm. We kind of think that we need to learn to trust others, but what it comes down to is actually trusting ourselves. Mm. And when I get the question of what should I or what should I do or not do on a date, mm. I leave it open to you know you can do what feels right for you, but you need to also understand that you know, is this other person worthy of that energy exchange? Yeah. And do we feel like what's your gut and, you know, can you trust yourself? It, if it feels like this person just wants to have a one-night stand, but he says different things, you know, uh, you mm-hmm. need to feel in and trust yourself there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you don't have sex with that person and he doesn't come back, he wasn't right to begin with and you mm-hmm. haven't lost anything because you distrusted your intuition and gone with, you mm-hmm. know, what you feel. So I think a lot of people you know, get very carried away with, like, what's the what's the right formula and what's this and what's that? Mm. And, you know, I'm sure there are formulas out there, but it's also, you know, two human beings interacting mm. and you
2: trusting yourself. Yeah, and, and sex is such a personal thing for so many people, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And then, in many ways, sex is also a transactional thing for many people. Yeah, yeah, and mm. I personally
1: think that both are fine and yeah. both are okay. And mm. a conversation that I have my, with my clients, I always talk to everyone before they sign on to match to ensure they're right. You know, person for the community yeah. uh, is to really truly understand what they want and I've had men and women yeah. where I say to them you don't want a relationship do you yeah. you just want to explore like you want to have lots of sex and they're like yeah and I'm like cool go to this sex club you know like, I can really recommend this so I can really recommend this for you yeah. um, so I'm just allowing that conversation to happen it's just that I don't work with you know because I work with people who really want to meet someone yeah. so if people can be more honest that would
3: help. Yeah. I have a question how how do you how do we separate um, emotions from transactions? Like as a human being, because if you say mm. there was a uh, a suggestion mm. there that some mm. people keep it transactional, but I just feel as a human being in general, even if I'm being transactional, there's yeah, some that, emotions involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a,
2: that's a really good point.
0: Yeah, I think it's a I think point um, <coughs> in there as well is like. With the transaction, it's like actually, it's okay to have some emotions and have sex. Yeah. Like I think, the, I think the biggest problem around sex that's occurred in, in dating. I think it was a big problem with dating is people um, being scared to actually say what it is they want.
2: Yeah. Well, I think it's also from a guy's perspective, it's it's being scared of feeling the emotion that comes with the sex, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, totally. it's kind of like I've met this girl. She's good looking. She's cute. I've got on really well. We've got great chemistry. We've had great sex, and then you walk away with that going. Actually, it felt more like, like, it was, there was a lot of emotion there, mm. but it was just sex, cause I'm a guy and I gotta talk about it like that. And so not actually letting yourself feel the emotion yeah. that comes with the sex, the sexual act, for one of a with sex, or would actually, with love. With like, love making, yeah. Know. Yeah. Yeah, but, and it, and it is true, right? But. It's For me, it's such a grey line. I mean, we, touched, we touched a little bit on um, cons- consent earlier. or oh, we, we just touched on consent a little bit. And I, I actually do want to talk about that in a minute. But um, I also wanted to... We, we, this whole idea that um, when is it okay to start having sex? And, and we've all sort of said, okay, when you're comfortable, when you feel comfortable, when you're ready. Mm. What stops... And, and again, I don't know where I sit on this, but what stops you engaging with the likes of an, an in air quotes, funny air quotes, a player? So you meet someone who is a player, Mm. for want of a better phrase. I don't even know how to describe Mm. that because I don't even know how to define what a player really is today. But Mm. you meet a guy that isn't ready to commit Mm. and he is out there just wanting to get laid. Mm. And you've got girls that are out there that want relationships. And whether they've met this guy through Tinder or Bumble or online or in person, they've got to reach that that barrier of right now, do I then take the advice that I've heard and I like, put myself out there and have sex because it's okay to do that or do I protect myself because he doesn't want more than that? Mm.
1: Well, I think it comes down to what you want. I mean, if you want the same thing, then, you know, you go and have fun but if you're meeting someone who's a fuckboy and he's been clear about that and you want to commit to a relationship, be honest with yourself Sorry. What you <laughs> I love you I love the way you
2: say boy with your accent It's like, <laughs> <laughs> if you're meeting someone who's just a boy, and like. Love it, as you were, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, no, and you know,
1: which is like, that's the phrase we're choosing to... No, but it is what it is, right? Yeah, it is what it is, but you know, I'm sure there's another one.
2: Um, But do you know what you want? Like, I mean, so so people... Yeah, you can start understanding what what a
1: lot of people don't know, and Mm. a lot of people think they know because society have told them, or... I think as a woman as well, um, seeing like friends who's getting married and having babies, you know, at one point you kind of go like, is this what I should do? Am I failing if I don't do it? Um,
2: So it's really, yeah, again. And and I imagine with match, you get a lot of that. You get people that come to you saying, well, I really like the fact that you're you're pairing compatibility as well as sexual compatibility. And then you must be like, so what do you want? Yes. And you get a lot of, "Mm, I I don't really know.
1: Um. People, so there is different scales and things like that within within the questionnaire. They can always change it. But people tend to, there's been a couple of occasions where people are like, I'm not sure on this and this and this question. And mm-hmm. okay, I'm kind of just saying, mm-hmm. okay, you know, that's fine. Let's leave that for now. Yeah. Uh, and depending on the match for you, you know, we'll talk about that. But people tend to, but I think that's, you know, they are answering. But I think deep down, we're not sure. And also I mm-hmm. think it's a thing, you know, if I go back to me with like exploring some things, we think we're gonna like and then when you explore it you actually don't like it mm. but that's part of exploring and I think it's very important to say that that's okay like it's not a failure you know you haven't changed as a person you know if anything you're mm. just becoming yourself Yeah. and that's a part of exploring like some stuff we're gonna love and like can't wait can like, can we do that again in like 20 minutes yeah, yeah. and some of this stuff is <laughs> like 20 minute
2: <laughs> break <laughs> yeah. at, least, well, at least very,
3: very specific, specific
2: 20 minutes
3: <laughs> scientifically <laughs> proven for yeah. a man to recharge <laughs> <That's> <laughs> And that's also a good amount of time for a power nap. Just, uh, more than twenty minutes, and it's, you I go too deep. Yeah. I'm very
1: specific. I didn't know I had one. Twenty minutes. 20
0: minutes. Girls, take notes. Twenty minutes, guys. Yes.
1: <laughs> I need about twenty. Yeah,
2: twenty it's minutes. Twenty minutes biscuit, feels alright. Yeah. Snack. year mm, of Twenty. You're, 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 it's you're a 20.
1: Yeah. But no, so like, go out there and explore. You know, part yeah. of exploring is also yeah. finding out what you don't want, yeah. and mm. that's okay.
0: I was like to say into this. Like the word, the word, the phrase "fuckboy" it's it quite interesting to me because, like, player "fuckboy," really, it's kind of the same thing. But in those, the assumption is is that the man is actually being dishonest. Mm. That's a lot of the the, the rhetoric, right? From what mm. I've read and seen. Like, and I lived lived a life a lot in my twenties where I was openly telling women, like, "Hey, look, I don't want to commit. I want to have a good time. I'm seeing other women." Are you on board? You're not on board. It's cool. We can be friends. The train is leaving. Are you, are you on board? <laughs> <laughs> choo choo. <Yeah>. And <laughs> I, I'm not gonna say I'm surprised. I'm not, I wasn't surprised, but a lot of women were like, "Yeah, cool. This is that's yeah. That's what I want right now." Yeah, I don't, or I, I'm, I don't I'm, know I'm, if I'm, they were. I'll, I'll be honest with you. You reckon?
2: I, well, so there's I had a similar experience, mm. and a best friend of mine told me otherwise years later. And I took that position and I was like, oh, you know, I've slept with a lot of women, but I was really honest about it and really open about it. And I was like, look, I don't want commitment. You can either get on board with what I want or you can't. And and a, a, one of my friends said to me, like years later, she said to me, do you ever stop to think that the alternative for the girls that you were dating was that you weren't in their life? And so that it was actually okay to say, um, yeah, you know, it's cool if you're sleeping around, whatever, because they liked you and they were kind mm. of hoping yeah. and hanging out that maybe you were going to choose them or maybe you were yeah. going to and I know that makes me sound like a bit of an asshole. like no, maybe you can sense. I'm going to choose them like no. I'm some sort yeah. of god no. I'm not but, but what I'm getting at is that it, 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 it's a really interesting standpoint because over the last like 10 20 30 years of, as I've grown mm-hmm. I've started to change my viewpoint around this whole di- idea of a player and a fuckboy and, and the likes yeah. so, so well that was
1: just like to to speak to that that comes back again to us as people to tune into what we want and be really yeah. honest with that and I know it's horrible <laughs> it's so easy for me to sit mm. in here and say that but it's also you know what do you want and the other person in front of you do they want the same thing and if they don't you know i know it feels Mm -hmm. like if they if you want to keep the person in your life that it feels like you should go and do but in the end of the day that will end up in tears yeah so you know it's like it's a short term like it's a short term like pleasure reward for something that may not
3: yeah what what i'll throw in is this um i think what a major issue with a lot of the rules that we that people put out online and stuff is that we're now spawning a generation of people that are trying to play a perfect game. Mm. Like, they don't want to yeah. well, make yeah. any mistakes. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and that's the thing is like you're saying, it's the the uh, an element of exploration is mistakes. Yeah, yeah. is yeah. finding out your boundaries, yeah. Yeah. what you're yeah. willing to be comfortable with. We'll all yeah. know that's gone up too far. So so like really realizing, <laughs> yeah, like what like what is it that you enjoy? What yes. you don't enjoy? And actually allowing yourself the freedom to experience yeah. and and then the other side of it i'd say when is the right time to have sex is when you truly love yourself so but then you need to, that's also a journey right? yeah. and so the the differences that occur is well you start off and you're like a teenager and then you're in your 20s and then it's really when you start maturing then you start getting into this oh well, actually i i can make these decisions i'm empowered to make yeah. these decisions of myself and not just going, oh, I was told it's three days, so I'm gonna wait three days.
2: Yeah. Mm. And your view of sex changes yes. as you age, or yeah. as you change societies, or change cultures, and the yeah. like. That. Like, I was terrified of sex when I, when I was younger, before mm. I knew. More about it before, and I think that's key. The education around sex yeah. at school was terrible. Sex education at it, school it's was so bad. Well, it was terrible. It was like so bad. it was an, it was anatomy yeah, on some yeah. levels, it's and not, then it, it was a condom and a banana. Not, and it's not
0: sex education. It's like it's reproduction like, education. Yeah, I think they, they're going
3: to uh, get yeah.
0: you to come in soon. they're going to they, yeah. they did <laughs> talk about sex. Do you
2: know who who <laughs> does?
3: It's
0: <wear> <laughs> like I I always point people towards people like oh <laughs> I want to know about more about sex, and I point them towards Julia Allen's podcast, Authentic Sex, like the way she communicates about sex is beautiful and it's a
3: learning for anyone that wants to really learn yeah I Yeah. I still think it's something you could go into schools and do Dave maybe I, I wouldn't I'd let, let David a... near any <laughs> children at <all. laughs> yeah. right
2: within 50 yards of any school well, that I'm Angeles? kidding I'm kidding listeners <laughs> he is a gem yeah. yeah I mean
1: I can't remember I love a stat but I actually can't remember the exact percentage but the uh, mm. they did a study of like um, men and women or boys and girls shall I say who um, were very young ages I think it was like 70 or more than that percent mm. of their sex education effectively is looking at porn yes oh, really? so yeah. there yeah. yeah they did a big
2: study on it um, um, yes, yeah. it was an, a tremendous, uh, high, a very, very high percentage. And that's bad in the sense that it sets an expectation from a young age of what you think sex should look like. Yes. Yeah, And I know we've, was- we've actually, this is an interesting one because I know we've mentioned it on a previous podcast somewhere, is that I think that what the porn industry does for men in terms of setting that expectation, the romantic comedy industry does for women in terms of that expectation around relationships. And it comes back down to what you were saying also, is that nobody really knows what they want, or they're not communicating what they actually want. Mm. They're being driven by society's opinions on sex, porn, Mm. or love and romance. And like a lot of the dating advice exists out there, um, it trivializes something that is so complex which is relationships yeah. and emotions that come with that mm. and like sex we, we talked about it being transactional we also talked about it being heavily emotional and i guess that's down to the individual right or your culture or what you where you come from or who, how you've been brought up um and so sort of some of my little rant there is <laughs> is about the education like yeah. the sexual education that we get
0: i also think there's a to be said education is like peer-to-peer education yeah. like it's something that's so missing a lot is like actually talking to your friends and those in your life about sex like one of the things that I got from quite a young age in my 20s at uni was I had a few friends and we would talk quite openly if not slightly kind of misogynistic about sex but we at least like to talk about it and like Mm. what we did and what they enjoyed and become a bit of a I don't want to say a badge of honor that's not quite the phrase I want but the men I knew were quite proud that they were with women and that women were pleasured. Yeah, it wasn't just a case of them, you know, the hundred meter sprint, them getting to the line first and then being done. Mm-hmm. It was actually like, oh no, I was with this woman and she really enjoyed it, and you'd be not, you'd almost swap notes. You'd be like, oh, I mm-hmm. did this, and she really liked that, and then you'd be like, oh wow, yeah, okay, cool. But it there's so to little how of that. You talk
2: about sex. Yeah, and like how we talk about sex with our lads yeah. versus how we talk about sex with our female friends or yeah. with our partner, it seems to change mm. depending on the the image we want to pre- like, pre- present yeah. to the people around us. And I remember being at school and being one of a late bloomer I wasn't having sex early on but everyone else was kind of having sex and they were mm-hmm. like yeah look it, and, and badge of honor is a terrible term but it is exactly what it was it's like I've achieved it yeah. but that sort of set my view of sex as I grew up mm. and it kind of made me for want of a phrase back then many 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 many, many ago, <laughs> afraid of sex yeah. and yeah. it. And I think today sexual anxiety is a real thing and yes. it, it, it becomes, it's a real thing uh, and I, I see it in men more than I see it in women because I don't have those conversations as much mm-hmm. with women as I'd like to. And I hopefully this will kind of be a good starting point to have these conversations with the people that follow The Social Collective. Yeah. But do you see that when you're going through your, your screening process? Yeah, absolutely. Yes,
1: absolutely. Of people, again, coming back to if I share this, uh with someone about my desires or what I would like to try in the bedroom and what I'm really into is the fear of the judgment. judgment. What are, are they yeah. gonna think I'm weird, you know, is someone else into this thing? Um so
2: yeah definitely I yeah. see that. I see uh, that and I think that fear creates the player vibe and mentality. Most guys that are seen as players probably are not having as much sex as they like to put out there and like to to put on the table. And and again it was what you were saying earlier on like the, I find it hard to define this definition of a player because you Mm. you dig deeper and it's more about validation or it's more about how they grew up or how they position themselves with women or not at all when they were Mm. younger. Um, And I don't think they're all bad. I just think they don't know what they want necessarily.
1: Yeah. And it's, you know, communicating to others what we're about and, you know, everything is fine. But again, it's a lot of taboo.
2: Do do you get that with your market lads? Like um, guys that... Actually, being really open, vulnerable, and honest, and say, "I'm I'm nervous about sex," and being in a in a situation with a girl where I I can't get it up, or I am going to be so nervous, i in my head that I'm not going to be able to perform. Have you had much of that with your market? Or I the think guys, guys
0: don't really. You have to really get to know someone before they get to that level of conversation. Yeah, like, I think mm-hmm. it's like yeah yeah but the people I've coached definitely over a period of sessions you get to a point it's like oh there's sexual men there's this fear about performance lasting long enough being hard enough being Mm. big enough Mm. being able to pleasure enough knowing what to do Mm. because I I think ultimately I think men feel like a lot of the heavy lifting and working sex comes down to them Mm. it's them like what are you doing what you know are you any good um and actually, I don't think that that's how I view sex personally. I think sex is more of a co-created enjoyment mm. but comes from kind of communication. And one of the things I was coaching someone a little while ago and I said to him, he talks about his own performance anxiety. And I said, okay, when you're in bed with a woman, do you ever just ask her what she'd like? Like in in the moment, like, you know, ask in a, like a kind and loving and gentle way, you know, what would you really like right now? And he was like, oh, but, you know, what she, she doesn't know. And I asked quite common. I was like, well... You could just just kiss her all over and then come back to that question and go, Mm. what would you really like right Mm. now? She now has a reference point of what's happened and can go, actually, I really liked it when you did that. And it just opens up that communication to actually, in the moment, talk about sex. And it starts to remove the anxiety because you open a a channel of dialogue.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I think as women, we've come from, you know, like looking back, uh, history has been, you know, we come from generations where we weren't really allowed to speak up and speak about, you know, our truth and own uh, what we wanted. So still, you know, that still sits with us. So I think in order to create space, um, safe space is as well for men, when a woman opens up is Mm. to kind of recognize like, thanks for sharing that Mm. or like recognize. I think that's so important because what it does there between the... The two is that it creates a safe environment that is going to continue to blossom and open up. Um, so it's for women to allow themselves to be vulnerable and also for men, I think a really good thing there is you know, more men to be, uh, you know, thank you for sharing and acknowledging yeah. the vulnerability there of them speaking up.
2: Yeah, yeah. and I think, I think that's all well and good and that actually works really well when you're sort of in a relationship or in the early stages of that relationship forming. What happens in the dating phase? Can you still apply that thinking and show that appreciation in the dating phase? And will you, and on some levels, will that, not for a better way of saying it, will that give you the same results in terms of that same emotional connection? Um, It's definitely possible to do from the outset.
1: And, you know, what we're talking about today is the importance of talking about it from the start and like owning what you want. Of course, you run the risk of that what you want is different. And maybe it's like such a gap that actually you're not compatible, um, you know, which that's what's going to happen in dating, because if you're compatible, that may lead to a relationship, which is scary and, you know, creates kind of situations that you mentioned earlier. But yeah.
2: yeah. I've got a question actually, just on compatibility, right? You can, can you, if you, if you meet someone and you're not sexually compatible, Can you grow together to become sexually compatible? Because you can meet someone and not be personally compatible, but over time, as you get to know them, as you start to share different common interests, Mm. you can start to find things that you love about them. You can grow together Mm. uh, from a personal perspective or an overall compatibility perspective. Can that be the same from a sexual compatibility perspective?
1: I think it depends on how different your views are of whatever it is that you want to try or are really into. If it's someone who have very strong desires or sexual fantasies, so this is a you know non-negotiable in my relationship, and the other person would not even consider it. You know, of course, that's going to be difficult. But mm. I think there's also a great element of growing together, um, yeah. you know, which is very important. Yeah. Um, so yes. To the question you know depending on how how varied those yeah and like you said everyone's different right? yeah. So, yeah yeah and you know again like with exploring sometimes you may go into dating in like a relationship and yeah. then you think you want to do certain things and then you may end up not wanting it but that's a conversation to be had within the relationship yeah. communication mm, i
0: think from my standpoint i think a lot of it's down to the two people's openness like, you know, if someone is into, like you said, they have particular fantasies and, and it's non-negotiable for them. If there is someone who's like, mm. I'm open to trying that, yeah. then, you know, you can, you've got somewhere to work. Mm. But if you're in a situation where you've got one person who's like, no, it has to be this way. Yeah. And the other person is like, no, I don't want to try that. And I never really want to. Yeah. Then there may be a problem.
2: Yeah. Mm. yeah. So, like, I know that this episode is a bit longer than most and we're running through on time, but... I think it's such a good topic. I think it's a great topic to talk about. And I wanted to bring up one more thing because it's really important. And it's something that I think that whether it's my market or your market or your market, it's a conversation that we should always be having. And it's it's a tough conversation for a lot of people. And it's this whole idea around, it's not the idea, it's the conversation mm-hmm. around consent and consensual sex. Um, and when is it good? When is isn't when it, well, it's always good to get consent. But have you experienced much of that? As a conversation with the people that you work with?
3: If I he <laughs> oh, said Specifically, the people we work with. Oh, oh no, what just um, generally,
2: like, I think it's a good, like, consent is such a, there's a grey area, but there's also a very defined area, and it's not talked about enough.
0: Yeah, mm. I think, I, I actually think consent is really grey for the most part. Mm-hmm. I think, I think I always say to people, life is like, if you look at life Box as a hunch. <laughs> yeah, we all heard it. <laughs> <laughs> life is like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like life is. You know, there's like 1% um white on one side and there's 1% black on one side and in the middle of... Them, everything else is grey, right? It really
2: does sound like a chocolate box. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone
0: acts as if like there's right and wrong no, and yeah, there's yeah, not that yeah. much things that are right and wrong. In yeah, the yeah. And I think with consent, it's like, you know, now we're moving into a world where people are looking for enthusiastic verbal consent, mm. for instance, right? Um But there's also just... I think less and less what we're doing is actually feeling into the moment and feeling into yeah. the fact that I have my feelings and what I want. And there's another person here who has feelings about what they want. And I think a lot of men get so caught up in their lusty desires. And I'm not, you know, and I know it's because I've been a man as well in my yeah, lusty people. desires. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> past life. Being a man. Past <laughs> life. In the past, I was a man. <laughs> <laughs> but... um. I mean, you get so in this like, oh my God, I've got this urge, this fucking erection and I just want to, you know, I want to have sex with this woman Mm. that you forget to feel in and go, is where I'm taking this or where this is going, is this where she wants to go? Mm. And I think that, ultimately the biggest problem and
2: i think the key there is what you're saying is that is this where she wants to go as well and asking for that because i'm for me it's not a gray area like, mm. personally as a personal yeah. opinion it's a clear cut yes yeah. or no yeah like if it no is no even if no is gray no yeah. is a maybe maybe is a no like yeah. for me personally but yeah. like, because it, it's very very difficult um to Like you said, to, to be in that moment, to be feeling that raw sexual chemistry and wanting to share that desire with someone, mm. to know in that moment if they want to share that with you. Mm. And, and like growing, growing up isn't the right term there, but it, when I was dating, no one said to me, no one educated me on you need to, there was always the you need consent. Mm. But no one said ask for consent. Yeah, totally. To, to actually say, is this what you want? Do you want to have sex now? And there's there's so many schools of thought around men being dominant and men taking the lead and not having to ask. And just and there's so many schools of thought on the other side of that spectrum going that mm. like, don't do that. You will end up in jail. That mm. is really really bad. Mm. So even I understand what you're saying about that being a grey area. But for me, I think it's clear. I like, ask. <laughs> yeah. ask. 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 You should always ask. Always ask. You should always ask. Always
0: ask. So a man should always, at uh, a certain point in the, you know. I don't want to say interaction because but it is transaction <laughs> no 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 but I mean it's like there's come to a point where yeah. you know you've moved from the sofa to the bed mm. and <laughs> there's always that moment in
3: life
0: sex agent 101 and then it's like <laughs> do you stop so, and go hey would you like to have sex or is consent yes. equally
2: you know consent can yes. be something. I think
0: consent <laughs> for me in my opinion is something as little as do you want yeah. me to get a, I'm going to get a condom
3: mm.
2: Yeah. Uh, yes. You know, or
3: advanced level
2: consent here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I mean, it's like, or like, I've been with women and they're literally, you know, you you put a condom on, and you don't you don't actually put it in, and they're like, are you going to put it in? So I think is that also can... consent well, flip, as well? Flip the
2: script yeah. for a minute. Should women women ask for, ask for consent? Yes. Like, should flip I've, the script for a second? Like, could like... I've
0: had it where been in the bedroom with a woman and you know you're playing around and then all of a sudden she slipped it in and you're like,
2: whoa, slipped what in? She
0: so, no she's taken my penis and <laughs> stuck it in her vagina no, no, no. and you're like whoa, whoa 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 i didn't say yes to that there was mm-hmm. like i haven't even got a condom yet and then you literally take her off and go wait a second yeah now in that moment that's rape mm-hmm. but that's not what we talk about consent we, we talk, talk about, about consent men against women and I, I, that's very much the words isn't it it's men mm-hmm. against women it's not together but actually there's it, it goes mm-hmm. both ways if well, we just talk about it less consent should go both ways yeah, yeah it, it should goes. but it's yeah, i do think that There's time, I don't, from my personal experience, there's times when you're like, we both want this, and this is moving very organically without words into a place where we want to go. But I also think that there is certain checkpoints along the way where you can, you can check in verbally and non-verbally, you know, getting a condom, for instance, like moving to the bedroom, these are all little consent points Mm, that you can, you can check in with each other.
1: I was going to talk about the checkpoints because I think they're very important because I think what's important to talk about as well is that sometimes you can say yes to something and then when you're trying it or, you know, you may not want to do it any longer or you may change your mind. And it's important as well with with without, to create your own checkpoints of just Mm. taking a moment to just say, you know, can we just pause for a second uh, or, you know, you could just like sorry I have to go to the bathroom or like I need to drink Mm. some water or just create whatever comes natural Mm. to you in order to just like take a moment and re-check in with yourself if you still want to do it and that's that's
2: fine you know just because you said yes once you know yeah and that's that's I like that like a number of checkpoints through the experience Mm. Um, and the other thing as well is if you you are if you do want to have sex as a woman there's nothing stopping you from saying I want to do this offering the information to say I I want to have sex and that is offering consent if that's something you want to do yeah. There's a weird stigma around the man has to ask for the consent. Yes. Yes. Um, and I don't necessarily think that needs to be the case because, like you were saying, David, it's two consent- consenting adults. Exactly. But I think that the conversation needs to happen. The words need to be spoken yeah. for mm-hmm. me personally. I know there are mm. different views around the table on that. Um, and because it, it, it is something with the introduction of uh, Tinder and Bumble and Happen and the dating apps, dating has sort of become a commodity and it's sort of sort of helped to fuel this hookup culture that the world is having to deal with as opposed to a dating culture. Mm. That's,
1: uh, yeah, and I had, um, it was not so long ago, someone mentioned to me that, you know, she was with... Um, with someone and you know they were starting having sex and then all of a sudden like within the act or whatever we're gonna say then he started doing some quite aggressive stuff and Mm -hmm. she was like this has not been spoken about Mm -hmm. and he was like on some areas that Mm -hmm. you know and it's like things like that how do you check it but that's another Mm -hmm. checking point isn't it that's for her to then but i think Mm -hmm. it was an uncomfortable situation because it went from like all loving like we're gonna have sex and love making to like some yeah, quite something aggressive. Some quite so, aggressive. Yeah. yeah.
2: And different people like different things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely.
1: And the, you know, and again, like this is why it's so important to talk about it yeah. from the start. I think this is why before I think the
0: bedroom. talking about sex on a date or mm. on your dates is really important because yeah. if you start to have that line of communication about mm. you know, if you can talk about sex as, you know, two adults enjoying themselves and even kind of talking about other people experiences or books you've read or things yes. you've read about you know, like I've been on dates, for instance, and talked about, like I've been to 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 sex clubs before and talked about it and said, yeah. oh, I've been there, yeah. and I'm always really surprised because what it is is that I'm saying I've done this thing that's not norm normal for society, and most of the reaction I get is, what was it like? Mm. Or oh, I've th- I've heard about it. Was it yeah. people are interested? But. You know, when I say that to people, they're like, oh my God, I would have thought that, you know, people would be disgusted or be weird. But it's like, I'm not saying I'm trying to put this on you. I'm just yeah. saying this has been my past experience. Yeah, you're, you're
2: normalizing the conversation around yeah. sex, which is really important to do in society generally. Yes. And I think what I like about that, David, as well, is that, there's a, that you're setting an expectation. So if you're introducing sex into the conversation early in early dates, date one, date two, and introducing sex in the conversation might also be saying that I don't sleep with anyone in the first date or I'm actually celibate or I'm not uh, looking to have sex until after marriage, whatever's important to you. Totally. But introducing that early, you start to screen the guy you're dating yes. for mm. a little bit because if he's already kind of thinking, oh, this is going to go somewhere and you're having an open conversation as early as possible and you're being really confident in the way you put that mm. out there, he, he might drop off and not be the right kind of guy for you. Exactly. Yeah. And And vice versa, if you are open to sex, you're also kind of setting the scene for him to then sort of say, yeah, okay, this is where this is going. Mm. Uh, And I think in our preambles of conversation that we had earlier on before we started recording, um, one of the things that came up for me is that You've got to, and I think you said it also as well. Is you've got to own your decision. Like, yeah. if you choose that you want to kind of have sex on the first day, early on with a guy, and he he doesn't turn out to be the man you want to marry, or it doesn't go into a relationship, then that's that's your choice, yeah. and you've got to take responsibility for that choice. But at the same time, if you choose to to hold out because some guru out there said, "Oh, don't sleep with a guy for the first thirteen days or whatever it is," and it doesn't pan out, you've also got to own that as your choice. So oh, that, yeah. that that, that yeah. sits with you. You made that choice, yes. and the key and i think the thing that echoed from everyone today is it's when you feel comfortable and the, feel that the guy that you're, you're talking to you've built that level of trust with him mm. then it's the right time to sleep with him whether that's one day in or 10 days later or mm. a month later or whatever um and be open to the fact that he still might not be the man you marry he still might not be the right kind of guy for you it might not be right it may not be right and and that's dating that's what dating is in in some levels but don't shy away from sex don't take it off the table completely understand what you want what you like at least that's what i'm hearing from around the table Mm. anyway yeah yeah Yeah, absolutely amazing what a freaking episode we can we could talk about this (laughs) till the cows come home um but, uh, I'm conscious that most people are probably on the train or on the bus and trying to listen to this. And you're probably getting to work at this point. Mm. And like, we're 40 minutes in. This is the longest episode we've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> kind of loving it. Mm. Um, so before we, we sign off with love and sex from all of us, um, so just tell us a little bit more about how we can hear where we can find Taylor Matched. Oh, mm. bear in mind, most people listening to John are in the US, but still. Yeah.
1: Well, if you want to follow the journey of Taylor Matched uh, and my journey as well, um, uh, you can go to Instagram, Taylor Matched. As in tailor, as in tailoring, T-A-I-L. Is there a website? Yes, tailormash.com.
2: Nice, easy to remember. And lads, I know I know the people listening have met you before, but tell us a bit more about Authentic Dating Series. What are you up to? What's happening with the podcast? Give us a little love.
0: Um, we'll probably, depending on when this goes out, we'll be putting out some more episodes uh, into season two. Um, where we can talk about all things that are kind of affecting men in dating and, and helping them solve their fears their problems their worries and also talking more about you know what's going on for men and equally for, for the other side around talking to men about what women want mm-hmm. um, when it comes to dating and, and sex and even even more broadly life as
3: well yeah. and
2: where can where can they find you
3: so you can find us on Instagram which is at uh, authentic dating series and our web link is also the same thing authentic dating dot com uh, best way to find us really is on Instagram uh, but if you really really want to get in touch personally hello at com.
2: amazing and guys look please please if you're listening go and go and check these check these guys out they're, in, they're doing some incredible stuff from the lads also doing some fantastic stuff and give them some love and comment share tell everyone about the hashtag date differently series tell everyone about the social collective tell your mum your sister your brothers your aunties your uncles your dog walker I don't care who tell them And uh, we will be back with season three soon. I can promise you (laughs) it's it's been recorded and this is a nice little bonus episode for season two. So stay tuned. All right, guys. I love you all. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening, guys. If you like what we're putting down, do not hesitate to hit subscribe to this podcast and help continue the conversation with us on our Facebook group. It's hashtag date differently. Let's break all the goddamn rules. We would love to see you there.